0: Are you in love? Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is all about how to fall in love with your home.
1: Sometimes it's hard to fall in love. Sometimes it's hard to fall out of love when you have to leave a home. But falling in love with your home is definitely achievable. It is unlike a lot of goals that people might have in their lives. Like I am never going to be a professional singer, but boy, that would be fun. But I can certainly love the home that I'm living in. I think it has so much to do with your attitude adjustment. Of course, following our tips here on Decorating Tips and Tricks and honing your design skills. But really, I think the most important key to falling in love and staying in love with your home is your attitude and your perspective. And we're going to talk so much about that today. And we're going to give you some tips and advice on how you can do a few simple things to enhance your home and make it even more lovable. And we're also going to touch on something that is really destructive and would prevent you from falling in love or make you change your mind about being in love with your home is the really terrible, dreaded comparison trap. The hashtag yours is better than mine mindset. So we want to avoid that at all costs, but really going to talk about attitude and perspective with regard to your home
0: today. And I think everybody after listening is going to feel better about their space. So true. And I'm thinking of that old song, Love the One You're With. You know that song? <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So love the home you're with. And I think you are so right, Kelly. It has to do with the mindset. Uh, Mother Teresa said that some of the happiest people she knew had the least reason to be happy. So just because your house isn't perfect or it's not the one you want to be in does is not an excuse for you not to be happy or for you not to appreciate the good parts about your house. Well, try to think about what drew you to this house in the beginning. Now, if the thing that drew you to it was it was cheap because it was run down, this this, uh, exercise might not work. But for most of us, it's I loved the neighborhood. I loved the bones of the house. It had beautiful uh, cabinetry or something like that. Yeah, or even the way the light came through the
1: window or something. There there may have been something that really struck you when you first saw the home that you're currently in. And for those of us that did not experience love at first sight, it can still be more of a slow burn, like a slow warm up. And you can grow to love the home that you're in because maybe you purchased the home and it was based on compromise. So much of your love affair might have to be aligning yourself with the compromise, right? So there's like good long-term relationships, marriages, and, and other types of relationships. You have to compromise now and again. So maybe you didn't get the home of your dreams. Maybe you didn't get the home that made your heart flutter and you experienced love at first sight with. Maybe you got one that was In your price range, that was in a good school district, and it's really not architecturally what you want. But there are ways to grow to love your home. And what's the point of hating the place you're in? Because, as Anita said, you know, kind of it's love the one you're with. Now, of course, we wouldn't say that if you were in a bad marriage or relationship. We say, hey, you know what? There might be other fish in the sea. But once you've committed, you've purchased a home. And, or you've rented a space and a place to live. The tendency is to stay there for a little while. So why not try to look at it with loving eyes right? and find the good qualities about it? Yeah. Do what Anita said. Go back to when you first saw it and what made you feel good about it. Or think about the good things and the compromise that you had to make to get it. Well, that was a good school district. That's a great thing. Maybe it's a, a ranch that you don't like the architecture in. Not that we don't like ranches. I'm just saying perhaps you don't and you're in one. Um, or there's something else you don't like about the house. But there are going to be good things about it. And today we're going to highlight all those possibilities and then tell you how to little do a little
0: tweak here and there. That's right. And another thing to think about to help you fall in love with your house again is to think about what visitors like about your house. When people come over to your house, what is it that they say about it? And hopefully it's a positive thing. Usually it is. And I think about my house when people come in, the thing that they seem to all notice are the uh, ceiling beams in my kitchen. So that seems to be what everyone likes about my house. So that's something to think about that my house has that most houses don't have. And there's probably something about your house that when people st- come in, they say, wow, what a beautiful view. Or, oh, I love, I don't know, fill in the blank. Maybe you have some nice tall ceilings. Maybe you have a, a cute little nook here or there that people notice.
1: Right. Or maybe your home just gives us this vibe where it feels really good to be in it. I once had a A compliment given to me about a home, my prior home, that it felt like it was giving you a hug. Now, there was so much about that house that I really didn't like. Uh, I did love it in general, but there were particulars I didn't like. But I always hung on to that compliment because I thought that was just so important. If that could make a relative stranger feel like that in my house, then... I was on the right track and that house deserved a lot of love. And I like what Anita's saying, like look at your home with the eyes of someone who doesn't live there, who doesn't own it, who isn't thinking, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that and I really should add this and I really should add that and oh, that doesn't look good. Look at it with the eyes of an objective visitor and you'll see much more positive things than you would if you are using your critical eye. Now, I just this morning, Now, I knew we were doing this episode today. I was prepared for it. I had been thinking about what does it mean to fall in love with your home and stay in love with your home for several days. And someone came to my house to fix the water softener. We've had a lot of little things like that needing to get fixed. And the gentleman came up and he said, oh, I have to tell you, I looked up your house on, I guess, Google Maps or something. And I said, oh my gosh, I love this house. And I, instead of saying, well, thank you so much, and you know I do love my house very much, but I started saying things like, oh, well, but the porch is so dirty because he had to come up across the porch to get there, and so sorry about that, and oh, the garden's looking a little rough, a lot of hot weather, and we're in a drought, and I'm giving all excuses as to why the house shouldn't be loved or doesn't look great. Now, why am I doing that? I love my house. He's expressing that he loves my house. Let's make it positive. Stop seeing, in my case, the dirty porch or the the wilty plants or what have you. Fill in the blank for your own house. The lack of square footage or the ugly wall-to-wall carpeting or something like that. Stop seeing the negative and start seeing
0: the positive. Oh, great. I've got people coming Saturday. I forgot the porch. Now I've got a
1: to go to the porch. <laughs> no. But look at it in their eyes. They're going to say, this is a beautiful porch. Oh my gosh, look at how great this looks. Look at your front door. It's so beautiful. Because we can be our harshest critics in our for ourselves
0: and our homes. Well, we know where the bodies are buried. We know <laughs> that there's a stain on the countertop in X place. We know that the baseboard is scratched over here. But when someone comes into your house, they're not going to notice those things. And you know what, let's just not focus on them. I mean, I know for some people, it's easier than for others. But I think it's worth making an effort to not focus on on those things but to think about what is positive about your house.
1: Okay Anita, so how can we spill a little love potion number nine on anybody's house that isn't getting the love that it deserves? Do you have some specific tips
0: on some things that everyone can do? I guess I would say some of this is specific to your home because sometimes it's just a specific thing. Like you know that sink drips and it drives you nuts and you can't even focus on and loving your house because of that drip. If that's the case, get it fixed. Just get, get the plumber over there and get that taken care of. It's worth it. So I think part of this is figuring out what it is about your house that you personally don't like and seeing if there isn't some sort of fix for it. That's a great place to start because there might be little
1: nagging things that can be easily fixed and make a list and get some people over there. It may cost you a little bit, but it's at the end of the day, you're going to have to get it fixed anyway. And if it's tugging at you and it's it's draining the love from you that you could be showering on your house and therefore making yourself feel better, right? So you know, obviously the house is an inanimate object. It but I think it might know if you love it a little bit, right? <laughs> but it's how you're going to feel inside that you feel good about the place that you call home. And that's what's so important. And that's why we felt it was really important to do this episode. So get those things fixed. What I would say as well is if something's not fixable, it's a quirk, it's kind of a weird imperfection, or it's something that's just out of the budget to fix right now, we'll try to embrace it, right? So if there's something a little off about your house, for example, when we bought our little house out in Southampton, okay, it was what we could afford. We couldn't believe we could get such a pretty piece of property for that price, of, that amount of money at that time. But the house, I have to tell you guys, it's, it was ugly. Like it was just an ugly
0: little house. Oh it my, was, on the outside?
1: Yes. Oh but, boy.
0: When That's look, why you got it for that price, then.
1: Exactly, but when I and the property was beautiful. But when I look back on our six years in that house, I have such love and affection for that house. Now oh. we there was a lot. We had a lot of friends come to that house, so we have a lot of great memories wrapped in that house. And we did a lot of the work ourselves. So I'm sure in the moment a lot of it was hard and frustrating and whatnot. But I know we had a really wonderful chapter in our lives in that house, right? But the outside of it was this very unfortunate 80s type of architecture, two pointed roof lines, and then like the entryway dropped down. And (laughs) I tried to make it look cottagey. There was just no way to ever, ever, ever do that. But we made it lovely inside. The outside shape was what it was. I couldn't turn it into a you know, historic-looking home. I couldn't turn it into even a ranch. I couldn't even because I really couldn't turn it into a farmhouse look. But we went with it, and I tried to accentuate what was great about the house because it had these weird roof lines. It also had randomly placed skylights, so the natural light was amazing in that house. So mm-hmm. I tried to really just embrace that and. highlight that. And there were, we did painting, we painted the cabinets. So we did everything that you could do sort of on the cheap DIY cosmetically inside. And I loved that house. I have to say, we've had a lot of houses and we just moved a lot in our lifetime, but that is, that might be number two to this house. And you know, Anita, how I feel about this house. So oh yeah, it is right up there. We tried to embrace the natural light there. And I would encourage you Even if there's just, oh, so much could be done, so much should be done, whatnot, carve out a little space, create a special little corner or nook, you know, maybe for you and your kids or you and your significant other, or maybe just for you, just a place that you can go find where the light is best, find where it's coziest, pull up a chair, a little side table. You maybe don't even have to buy anything new. Just pull things from other areas in your house. And even if you can just have one little area and you can look out the window from there or you know, put a a hummingbird feeder outside that window if you're lucky enough to have this little nook near a window and just enjoy that one little space. And that is a way to start your love affair with a house that maybe
0: really needs a lot and isn't in the position to be loved right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And then you can enjoy that particular space. And that does remind me of my decorating approach in general. And that is to take one room at a time. So if you hate the house, if you feel like you don't like it, and you feel like you don't even know where to start, then just start with one room. Just fix up one room. So there's one room you can go to that is just the way you want it. And I was just thinking about our farm and... I don't know it was like you said it was kind of feeling stale and i was just kind of ready to do something it just felt meh and i bought sheets and pillows that's it for the girls bedroom that's all i did and i folded up the duvet and i put the new sheets on the bed and i put these colorful pillows on at the beds and Voila. I mean, it feels all fresh and new. And I, and I kind of fell in love with the house again. I think there's a lot of things like that you can do that it was not a big expense. I'm talking sheets and pillows, uh, but it made a massive change to the room. So uh, there may be something we've always talked about the transformative power of pillows. That is an inexpensive thing you can do to just about any room and it's going to make it feel better. Oh, yeah. I checked out your Instagram photos on that. It looks fantastic.
1: I love how you work in that room and you, you keep the foundational pieces all the same and then you change it up. But now and again, when you feel like you need a refresh, and I bet you like walking into the doorway and just looking at the room after you did it, right? Because mm-hmm. it makes you feel really good. Yeah, I can picture that. Anita said the transformative power of pillows. Well, do not ever underestimate the transformative power of Mm, Yes. A gallon of paint. I mean, even if you go to the top of the line, you're talking maybe 85 bucks for Benjamin Moore aura or something like that, but you don't even have to get to up there. You can just have a mid-range gallon of paint, 45 bucks, something like that, and a paintbrush and go to town, whether it's uh, walls that need it or your trim is all scuffed up, or you just hate the color that maybe you moved into or that you had picked. And Like we're saying, just needs a refresh. Get to it. You can paint. I mean, having a professional paint job is probably better, unless you're very meticulous and you really take your time. But there are so many videos or tutorials out there on the internet on how to paint. You might feel so much better about a room, or even just a piece of furniture, or goodness gracious, even your kitchen cabinets, if you were able to just slap on some fresh paint don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend well we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today and let them know your friends at DTT sent you we are always sharing ways to renovate and refresh for less and a perfect way to do just that is with cabinets to go custom and custom stock cabinetry countertops flooring and more Cabinets to Go can help you update any room in your home, your kitchen for sure, bathroom, laundry room, home office, garages, or anywhere that needs a refresh and a renovation. So whether you're looking to simply replace a few cabinets or for a fully customized remodel, Cabinets to Go is your one-stop renovation destination. They have over 200,000 cabinets available in their warehouse in Tennessee, ready to ship anywhere nationwide today on the cabinets to go website you can see amazing before and after photos and you know how we love a before and after and if you want to see what cabinets to go cabinets would look like in your own kitchen you can get a free custom 3D design of your new kitchen at cabinets to go.com/dtt that's an absolutely free custom 3D design of your new wow kitchen at cabinets to go.com/dtt So head there today and see what your kitchen will look like, renovated and refreshed with cabinets to go. Have you checked out Printfresh yet? Printfresh is a woman's own luxury sleepwear and home decor brand made for the lovers of pattern and seekers of color. And we're always encouraging you to add some color and pattern to your home. We love how every product and print mixes and matches so well together. You can't go wrong. Laundering is a breeze and the organic cotton materials are so soft, breathable and perfect for layering. And we're also really loving the new peel and stick wallpaper. This product is a DIYer's dream. It's so easy to install, to clean and to remove if necessary. And the fan-favored prints can instantly add a colorful pattern to any space. So whether you're planning a total room makeover or looking for a quick spruce up to your space, Printfresh has you covered this fall with the perfect amount of statement-making products. Head to printfresh.com slash DTT or use the code DTT for 15% off your first order and let the refresh begin. I don't want you to be envious, but I have so many of my holiday gifts already Wrapped and ready to give. This is because I went to CanvasPrints.com. CanvasPrints.com offers the highest quality canvas prints at affordable prices. And it's so easy to use. You just upload your image, choose your canvas size, and check out. You can even add a floating frame to your print for a beautiful finishing touch. The only limit is your imagination. And there's outstanding customer service with Canvas Prints with 100% money-back guarantee. And there's quick shipping. Most orders ship within three business days. So why not get started on your own holiday shopping now and give a truly personalized gift that can turn special moments into lasting memories while saving 25% off your entire order. Yes, that's 25% off your entire Christmas list. Go to CanvasPrints.com and use the code DTT25 for 25% off your entire order. That's canvasprints.com using the code DTT25 for 25% off your entire order. Before the rush of the holidays begins, do something good for yourself. Take an at-home lab test with Everly Well. EverlyWell is digital healthcare designed for you. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or the food sensitivity test. EverlyWell ships the product straight to you with everything you need in one package. You simply take your at-home lab test, collect your sample, and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail it back to a certified lab. It's so simple, over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. I got such great information after taking both the food sensitivity test and the women's health test, and I am using that information to make better choices for my well-being. And for listeners of Decorating Tips and Tricks, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com DTT. That's everlywell.com DTT for 20% off your next at-home lab test.
0: everlywell.com DTT. But you know, I think there's a lot of people that have a kitchen that they don't like the countertop or the backsplash. And you know what? You can paint both of those too. It really depends on the backsplash, but I have seen so many backsplashes fixed with paint and so many countertops where they've done a faux marble or faux or a faux soapstone look. Now you can no longer, if it's granite, you're not going to be able to put anything hot on it anymore. You're going to need to protect it. But the look was Gorgeous. And I'm I'm thinking about doing that at our farm.
1: I know you don't like that countertop of the farm.
0: No, no, I don't. So but this is something you can do that is not an a big expense. And there's plenty of videos on it. There's a lot of things you can do. But I think that sometimes it's the kitchen a lot of times that people really don't like about their house. Yeah. Do you know what kind of paint you do on the countertop? Well, that's actually an episode coming up, so <laughs> You're well, going to have to guess, listen for that. I guess I got to get ready for
1: that. You have to handle that portion. Okay.
0: <laughs> the
1: power of decluttering. Let's just say with the positive oh. power. We cannot emphasize this enough. If you don't love your house, maybe it's just because you got too much stuff in it and you can't get around the rooms and it just doesn't feel welcoming. So power of decluttering power of removal. You can think about it the same way. Or just shifting things around. Maybe one room could use something and the the other room has too much stuff in it if you're not ready to get rid of something. But that really will impact a room positively. If there's too much stuff in it and you spend the time to declutter it, you're going to be happier. And then you're going to be able to shower more
0: love on that home, which it deserves. You would not think just getting rid of stuff would make you happier but i cannot tell you how much happier i was with my home when i got rid of stuff i went through and decluttered from the top to the bottom i started at one end of the house and i went through just like i said room by room and i completely decluttered the house it needs to be done again but it it really did refresh the house it made me feel better i could find things i knew where things were when i opened the closet uh things didn't fall out on me anymore. I wasn't having a hard time closing the door because there was so much stuff behind it that I couldn't quite get it shut. It's amazing how just simple stuff like that, getting rid of that extra stuff makes you so much happier. It de-stresses the house for you. And a house that you feel like does not have enough storage, suddenly... Has enough storage because you got rid of the stuff that you're not using. And I was listening to some old episodes, Kelly, and your voice was ringing in my head saying, "If you've got five of something, maybe you just need one or two of them, like pocket knives or Uh excess pillow inserts or (laughs) you you know extra bed spreads or something." No, we're not dishes. We're not talking about dishes. No, no, that's excluded. That's
1: yeah. That is an excluded category.
0: (laughs) But everything else, I think you can have too much. We can give everyone one excluded category if you must, right? But yeah, you don't need 12 packing tapes. I think I I have 12 packing tapes and I think I have six measuring tapes. But you know, I have the small size and then the big size. Oh, okay. Like for measuring a piece of furniture or for measuring a room. But I think I can go down. I think I can get rid of. I'm thinking about it. Well, you did it, and you were hardcore about
1: it, and now you're saying it could use it again. But when you go back to do it again, it the task is not going to be as overwhelming, to Take as long as it did, right? So you're keeping up with it, and I mean Anita says you know things are falling out or whatever, but I mean you guys know what her house looks like, you know. So all (laughs) of her stuff, she might have twelve of something, but it's it's behind closed doors now. That's hard too because. You've got to make the time to do that kind of work because it's really not right in your way and sort of stopping you from living your life. You have to say, okay, I'm going to tackle this closet to the next closet. It's great to do and it will make you feel better about your house. But if I'm talking we're talking to anybody out there who's got visible clutter and extra stuff in their rooms that you're actually seeing every day, that is a big stressor. That does sap your energy. That does prevent you from loving your home. Every time you walk in the door, you go, like, Oh, gosh, this is, it's not relaxing. It's causing you more stress. You don't want that. You can't love something that is causing you stress and making you not relax. You need to create an environment that is peaceful for you and that you can love. So if it's as easy, and, you know, I say easy, it's not always easy. Letting go of things is not always easy, and we understand that. You know, we have excluded categories even, and we love our stuff, (laughs) but when the stuff is taking away from your enjoyment of the home, then it's time for that stuff to go, and you are going to be happy when it's gone. So let's talk about this thing that is really destructive, and everyone, I think, everyone who is on social media or anyone who walks around their neighborhood, anybody can fall into this trap. And it's the comparison trap. So if you're doing that, whether it's your friend uh, in the neighborhood, or the hundreds of Instagram accounts you might be following, or the blogger whose blog you read, but doesn't really make you feel good after you read it, because you're not just enjoying what they're showing you, you're comparing what they're doing or their little squares or their house or their this or their that to what you've got, right? So the hashtag mine is not as good as yours kind of mentality is really destructive. And you could live in a, you could live in your dream house, whatever that is. But if you are letting your mind go there, then you're not going to be happy in your home. And, and it's going to filter into other aspects of your life. The first step in, in changing your mindset is recognizing it. So maybe you don't even realize you're doing it. And I know Anita can speak to this as well. I mean, we've been online. We've been putting ourselves out there for many years. And there are a lot of other people putting themselves out there. And if you spend the time, and I know I went down that very negative rabbit hole In various times in my online career or in my life where you're comparing yourself to someone else, you know, that doesn't make you feel good. It also doesn't make you better at anything you're doing.
0: And it just saps your energy and makes you unable to love where you're at. And it is so easy to be comparing your house. It's so easy to, like you said, feel less than. And you're not your house. You're not your house. Your house is the place that you live. But if your kitchen doesn't look as good as somebody else's, that that is not a reflection on who you are. If it's not perfect, it's okay. It's okay. All these kitchens are going to look dated 20 years from now. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we know, and you know, too,
1: that these are photographs, right? And, and oftentimes in tiny little forms that you're seeing on your phone. right? You have no idea what's going on in the rest of that house. You have no idea what's going on in that person's life. You have no idea whether or not sponsors donated all of this stuff that they're getting and that they didn't have a team of people putting it
0: together. How much they're in debt.
1: Or or how much they're in debt. Absolutely. So there's just so many things you don't know about how these images got put together that it's unfair to put that type of pressure on yourself to compare what's going on in a real life, in a real kitchen, in a real home to things that you're seeing that are being put together online. Now, if you find inspiration and it makes you feel good to scroll through Instagram or, or go through on Pinterest or Facebook or any places that you go to for this type of content just to enjoy or to get ideas for your own home, then Go for it because they are wonderful for that. They are wonderful if taken in the right mindset. So, what we're saying today is if the, your mindset is not in the positive, it, it's fe- making you feel negative about your home and therefore maybe yourself and disallowing you to fall in love or stay in love with your home, then maybe unfollow some people or maybe just don't go on there for a little while. And maybe. Put your phone down or close your computer and look around your house and think about maybe all the happy things that go on in it. Think about how the lights are reflecting off something or, oh, I inherited that piece of furniture or something positive about your house. And the more positive things you think about it, the more
0: love you're going to feel for it and the better you're going to feel in it. Well said, Kelly. I think that was very nicely put. Great. So what are we defining today? We are defining portiere. And the word portiere was first used in 1638, as far as the written records say. And that is a curtain hung in a doorway, which sounds kind of like an old-fashioned thing. But I think there is a current place for that these days. We actually took the door off of a laundry room because we changed out the the washer dryer and the newer size actually stuck out slightly past where the door was going to open so we couldn't put a door there anymore so I actually did this uh, where the laundry room is so this is something that you could do in that case but you know a lot of people are putting in the barn doors and I'm thinking of cases where maybe you have a door to a Bathroom and then a door to a closet, and all these doors kind of clanking together. Maybe a door to the bathroom is clanking. I it just seems like this people have a lot of this, so this is something I don't recommend this on the entrance to a bathroom, but maybe you might want to put it on an entrance to a closet or something else. And you know, you were talking about something similar, Kelly, putting the skirting underneath a countertop to block a view underneath. So I think the use of a curtain in a doorway or even under a countertop is a, it's a nice way to go. That made me laugh because you were like, I wouldn't use it for a bathroom.
1: Now, <laughs> I, it's not. The oh, are do- you? Well, sort of. It's not the oh. door to our master bathroom, although that is a barn door, barn door style on track. But inside our master bath, there was just a little bump out where I was able, it was actually the former closet because this was a bedroom that we made into the master bathroom, a tiny little bedroom. Um, So this was the closet. So I made the closet where we put the toilet. So it's kind of like a WC, but there was no way you could put a door on it because then it would whack into the shower door. It's not a big bathroom at all. So I did hang on a tension rod. So up, Inside it, so you can't see it from the outside, there's a tension rod running across. And I hung a really beautiful um, piece of drapery and I tied it back with an actual chain that I bought at the hardware store. It looks really cool. It's like a, almost like a, oh, nice. Yeah, it almost has an antique brass look to it. It's very cool because I wanted to differentiate it from looking like a curtain, because we don't close it. It's just to sort of soften that and give the sense of enclosure. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would, can you pronounce the word again for me? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, portiere, Portier. Okay. Because uh, I think I was saying portier in my mind. So portiere. So it gives a sense of portier. Uh, and I really like that. It, it it adds something. And you know, there's so many hard surfaces in a bathroom anyway, it was a nice opportunity to add. Uh, some fabric. So I do have that in my house. I don't have it anyplace else, but I think it's a great way to differentiate the spaces. And I wonder if it was used in the past also for drafts and whatnot. So much more of a practical level.
0: Oh, and I think it would be beautifully done with a cream colored fabric to uh, kind of a cream colored linen Mm -hmm. to kind of update it. Whereas it seems like Two hundred years ago, or a hundred years ago, it might have been a large, heavy tapestry.
1: Right, that's how I picture in my mind, like something uh-huh. in like burgundy, right, like something really heavy. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. that's a good one. I didn't know that one at all. I didn't know what that was called. Um, my crush today is interesting, and you can use it for a lot of different purposes. Now we're a, an Apple family, so we're a Mac family. There's the Apple tags. I think they were initially created. To go in your luggage, you know, some, my husband travels internationally, at least now he does again for work a lot. And there's always the worry, especially if you're connecting flights, like, where's my luggage? So you can put the Apple tag inside your luggage and you can track it. And nice. yes. Yeah, so we got a bunch and then I guess uh, he stumbled upon an article about how people were using these uh, for on their dog collars. So there's now a whole industry, of course, sprang up and uh, everywhere, but definitely on Amazon. With dog collars, we can slip this little Apple tag in there, so you'll know where your dog is all the time. So, you know, I, obviously, a lot of people get their dogs um, microchipped. Our dogs are microchipped too, but this would be in addition to that, obviously. Or if you had a big yard, maybe, and if you were always looking for a Rover or a Fido somewhere in the bushes, you would know where they were.
0: I, I've seen heard of these tags before, yeah, but they required use of internet well
1: well no because i can track
0: my family members no matter where they are well that's from their phone which is as gps built into it but i assume this doesn't have its own no but it does it it
1: must because it just comes comes up tracking uh your devices Uh, well i'm interested in looking into that that's great our dogs don't go out and run around the neighborhood by themselves but you know sometimes we can't find eve because she's so tiny, and she'll go. She loves a little nook and cranny, a little crevasse. She's always looking for something to cuddle into. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's cute. We call the powder room her office because she goes behind the toilet and, like, she'll lay in there because it's probably <laughs> nice and cool. And you know, you're like, oh, there she is. She is.
0: So saves time. I was going to ask how Eve was doing. I haven't she's, heard about her. In a she's long doing time. great. All yeah, all
1: nine pounds of her. She can squeeze wow. into any little nook and cranny. So, what's oh. your crush?
0: Also, technology. Ah tech day i know uh we were walking this summer while we were on vacation and we heard a bird and we were saying i wonder what kind of bird that is and i said there's an app for that remember the old commercial there's an app for that oh yeah yeah and i remember hearing about an app and i found it it's the merlin app so i put it on my phone and i recorded what we heard and we found out that was an indigo bunting bird so it's pretty cool so it's designed for beginning and intermediate bird watchers so it's a bird id tool it's created by cornell lab of Ornithology in partnership with birds in the hand llc so they use thousands of volunteer citizen scientists and bird enthusiasts to record the sounds of different birds and they identified what each bird was so that when you record your sound that you're hearing it tries to find the most similar sound in the database and it has i think the largest inventory or database of these bird sounds i've been enjoying it it's been a lot of fun and remember we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time